and welcome to Pain in the Class. I'm Rose. And I'm Luke. And we are a British couple living in Madrid, both working as teachers in schools. This is your first episode of the podcast, which will bring you interviews from lots of different English teachers in Madrid. We'll be talking in each episode about different aspects of English teaching here and also Spanish culture and living in the city. Mm -hmm. And this first episode, Rose went to her school and interviewed some of the assistants there about their lives out here, about their experiences within the schools and outside. So we hope you enjoy. I'm joined by my fellow assistants at my school. We are recording in a classroom come staff room that we have here in the school. Anna. Lovely to have you here. Please Thank introduce you. yourself. Thank you for having me. My name's Anna Pesanowski Cohen. Lovely. Yes, that's the whole name. And I'm from Chicago in the United States. I came here last July to do a year long Spanish assistant program. Good. My name's Tyree, and I've been in Spain for nearly two years now. Um, this is my second year being an assistant in this school. And where are you from? Oh, I'm from Scotland. Lovely. <laughs> okay, good. First of all, can you both tell me your experiences of previous teaching? Because I think you've both worked with, with kids or young people before. And how the experience here compares to those experiences that you had before. Yeah, so I actually taught English at a very small school in Hyderabad in India. So that was definitely a very interesting experience. I remember one time me and my friend, I was doing it with a friend who I was studying abroad with. The, the memory that sticks out most clearly is when we entered a classroom and none of the teachers were there. And the kids were, of course, running around the room. So then we enter and what ends up happening is the kids get so overexcited that the teachers have entered that they begin screeching and running around the room. They escape. <laughs> I use the word escape because there was 30 of them. They escape out into the courtyard. And so while me and my friend are chasing them around, trying to corral them back into the door, we look through the classroom and see that on the window bars that are barring the window, we now have children climbing on them from the outside trying to get in. <laughs> Yeah, so if there was an experience that could sum up my, my job teaching there, that would be it. It was definitely, I knew it was crazy. I knew we weren't quite prepared to be there. But um, I, I, I felt that even though I, I think it's, it's problematic in some ways, I think that it was still beneficial for us to be there, which is why I chose to do it there. And how it's been different from here? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been very different. Um, in many ways, I mean, in some ways, it's the same because you're dealing with children that you don't speak their language, which is quite frustrating, mm. like not to sugarcoat it. I actually would prefer to speak the language with the kids, but um, that's the same here. And but generally, because we were because we're working in a like very well funded school in Spain, yeah. it's a lot calmer. It's a lot more organized. Um, the teachers are more involved. And do you think that you are interested in continuing working with kids or teaching in any form after this program? Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, before this year, which is kind of ironic, 
I would never have considered teaching as a profession. I didn't come here because I wanted to teach at all. And I still don't know that that's really something that I can do, but I have realized that it's become really important to me. It's become like mm. an important part of my life to learn about the kids and to learn how to communicate with them. And most of all, to learn how to do a, a job well, to learn how to do a good job, like yeah. in in a job, basically. It's It's been nice trying to figure that out um, for me because I've never really had to work like a, a serious mm. <laughs> job before. Because you came straight after graduating? So I, yeah, I came straight after graduating. And I really came because I'm a government major, so I'm interested in international relations. So I wanted to live in Spain. Mm. And that was why I came. It was just a way of getting here. And I would say that it, it has allowed me to do that. But also, it's just become this like very interesting, surprising part of my life that I didn't expect it to become. Wow. And Ty, you've worked with children before quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I've never done like formal teaching like here though, but I did. I have worked with children quite a lot. When I first came to Spain, I was an au pair for like seven mm. months, and so yeah, I lived. I like I lived with a family and looked after their three-year-old. So that was, I mean, that was quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to do private classes before I got the job here as mm. well. Just like playing with kids in English because I guess I didn't really know properly like how to do a private class it was just more about like mm. speaking to them in English and then I got the job here but before that I, I yeah like did babysitting and stuff and also before I went to university I spent a year in Peru mm. um working in an orphanage so I guess we were kind of teachers there too but just not in like a formal way more in like a play yeah we did do like art classes and English classes but it wasn't yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't anything like here. Mm. It was just like kind of extra extracurricular sort of things. And in your background is in art and design yeah. and that kind of thing. So how do you feel that that fits in? Well, I don't know. I think like in the future, I definitely want to combine them both, but I'm just not really sure how yet. But I think like I've got my degree and I've sort of got the experience of kids, so now I need to like think of how to like blend them. And yeah do something mm. yeah. I think it's pretty common like I think we all have in common and probably lots of other language assistants as well that this year is a lot about like figuring stuff out yeah definitely yeah so do you think that it's helped you to figure anything out I think I never I knew I wanted to work with children but I, I really didn't think I wanted to be a teacher and I still don't think I definitely want to be a teacher but I, I know for sure that like I want to I think probably I would quite like to be a special needs teacher but mm. maybe not I don't really know to be honest I'm still figuring yeah, it out still figuring but it out. yeah like I, I really really enjoyed my time here and I know that I'd still definitely want to work with children um but I'm just not mm. like sure in what yeah and one thing as well that we all have in common is that we don't have we're not like officially teachers we are assistants and we right. don't really have training so but you two have both done English like TEFL training a bit right yeah, I've done like a, re a really short TEFL course, but I haven't actually finished yet. <laughs> and I don't really know how Project in Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually know how helpful it was anyway, mm. because I did like, well, it's all, most of it was online and then it was like two days, like just a weekend of, um, with like six other adults and we were just doing like classes to each other. So like it really gave me no, absolutely no like preparation for like going into a classroom with children. Yeah. Really. So 
I mean, it was worth it to know more about, like, how to teach English, mm. like, about grammar and things, but actually, like, how to teach. Yeah, I don't know. I feel mixed ways about it. I think that, like, I liked doing it because, I don't know, it was kind of interesting. Mm. But I think it took up a lot of my time and it was very, very expensive. The uh, one that I took, yes. which I'm not very happy about. So, and I don't really think it's had that much relevance in my classroom. Like, I guess it made me feel more prepared before I came here. Mm. But. But you, do, you feel like you've learned more, like, on the job, just getting it done. A hundred percent. I mean, I wouldn't say that we started even knowing. For me, I don't even think I started knowing how to my, do my job until, like, <laughs> two months ago, yeah. maybe. Like, four months in or something. Because it's just such a... I mean, I don't know if you feel like that. But I just definitely mm. feel like it's such a learning curve. Yeah. In that, like, you can come in and, like, try to do your best. But if you've never really mm. taught kids before it's completely different well I guess it is one advantage of the language assistant role is that it is a way for young graduates like ourselves to get work experience without necessarily having any training in that area which maybe is a good thing maybe is a bad thing but also to just move to another country and give, give us that that opportunity to do that quite easily so um, how do you find? How did you find settling into Spain and adjusting to living in a new country? Well, I guess I came like in a bit of a different way though, because I was an au pair at first. So I actually think it was a lot more difficult because most of the other au pairs that I met were like a lot younger, so they kind of hadn't had the independence of like living with friends or living by themselves, and most of them had come from living with their families. So mm. when I arrived, and I was like twenty three, and already had been away from my parents for like six years it was (laughs) and then to go to living with a family it was like it did I really didn't enjoy it sometimes but then in another way I guess it was good because it gave me like maybe a better insight into like Spanish culture and like Mm. um, living with a family living with Mm. a Spanish family rather than because I mean now I live with two girls from America and most of my friends are like British or American so I don't really have like like the connection that much like more connections of like Spanish friends and family so I mean I guess that was like a good positive yeah that is first part yeah that is an interesting aspect I think of going abroad and living in a new country you do quite often find yourself surrounded by people from your own country or people who speak your own language and I guess it's like a seeking comfort thing or you you know where you you have the same cultural references you can make you can you know that your jokes will be understood for yeah. example but anna um do you have any like connections to <laughs> to spanish people yes yes i do um i actually am dating um someone from madrid actually he's not just from spain he was born in madrid so he's spanish um and did your um has your boyfriend's family um been welcoming and taking you in yeah. on like spanish occasion like special occasions or yeah. yeah they they definitely have been really welcoming and that's that's been really awesome too um like I got to celebrate King's Day <laughs> with them which is where you you know go to sleep at night and you wake up and there's like presents put out in your little spots but it has been really nice because they've taken me into their mm. family I've also learned a lot about how important family is in the Spanish culture which is a very cliche thing to say but like can't really be overstated mm. here. It's not really like it in the U.S. where you can take it or leave it. Like, 
here in Spain, like, if you have family events, like, you're going to be at the family yeah. events. And if there's, like, three or four family events in a week, like, you're going to be at all you're going to be at all of them. And in, I think in the States, it's more of, like, a, oh, I saw them, like, last month. I'm not going to see them this month. And here, yeah. it's, like, not really a question. You're going to be there. So mm-hmm. that's been interesting. Is there anything that either of you miss from home that makes you feel homesick that you, you know, you need to, when you eventually, do, when you go home, you look forward to? Could be food, could be family. Yeah, could probably be... food. I really miss the, su- <laughs> the supermarkets. I don't know why, but mm. I just miss, like, I just. I just we miss did, the we got excited, didn't we, Tyree, yeah. when we thought there was an Asda yeah. in Madrid, but we were horribly wrong, and it, it was, was a, a vicious tr- rumour. It was a vicious, uh, cruel rumour. <laughs> we were so excited about the aisles of biscuits and, like, cheese. Oh <laughs> Asda is a good supermarket. It is. And I miss Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. Oh, there's a new, there's a rumor about that though. There is. We need to find. We need to source the truth of that. Yeah. But I guess food isn't much of an important thing. Also, my friends. I should probably say my friends (laughs) before. Family, (laughs) nice. I also (laughs) food, friends, family. Yeah. Also, I think another thing I miss is like the sim, like just things being a little bit more simple. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like. For example, going to the doctors when you're sick. Like a couple yeah. of weeks ago, I was sick, and then here you have to get like a a, a doctor's note on the day that you're sick. And yeah, and even if you can't get out of bed, even, even if, if you can't, can't get out of bed, yeah. And then it's if you if you can't get it on the day, then it's really difficult to get it like after. And I just think that that just doesn't happen at home, and and even signing up to the doctors is quite like more complicated. And I do I do feel that that I don't know if it is just probably because of the language barrier, but also mm. I just think I feel things are just a little bit more complicated when it comes to things like going to the doctor. Yeah. So do either of you have anything else to add about their life here or teaching before we close? I don't know, I feel like I've been quite negative and I'm actually oh, mad about it. Oh, tell us something positive. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I just, I love, I love Madrid. I think it's just yeah. a brilliant place to live. And I, I have really enjoyed my time at the school as well. Mm. I think more all, like all of the teachers here are very lovely and like very welcoming. And like, I've, I have really enjoyed my experience. And I think that at home, I would never have been able to get the yeah. experience working in a school yeah. in the way that I have here. Like a teaching assistant at home wouldn't be doing the things that we do. Like they yeah. wouldn't be leading the class. They wouldn't be like doing all these other activities. I'm pretty sure a teaching assistant at home would just be like maybe w- working with one child who mm. needs a little bit of extra help. Nothing compared to what it's like here. Yeah. So I think that has been like a really, really positive experience. Like. Anna, any more positive stories you want to add? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that time really put her finger on it when, like, she said that, like, the time that we are at in our lives, like, there's not really... I mean, this is what I... Okay, <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that the time, the time that we're at in our lives, there's not much else that you could do now during these, like, years that would feel as worthwhile as, like, what we're doing now. Mm. And I'm just thinking, like... Like when you're back home, like there's things that you do here that you just like would never, you just would never experience back home. And like, I think that's been one of the nicest things, honestly, is to just feel like out of, I'm out of school and it's not that I'm not enjoying myself, but like I also am like stretching myself in all these ways Mm. that like I wouldn't be doing if I was back home. So it's just been kind of a nice, it's been good, good, hard, but also like good timing. And also like Madrid is just 
such an awesome place. What's like your, both of you, what's your favorite thing to do in Madrid? For me, it's just like the, sorry, go ahead. No, you go first. No, oh, it's all very oh, polite. I, um, well, I wouldn't say my favorite thing to do, but my favorite like day yeah. I, <laughs> would be like to just walk in, if when more so in the summer when the weather's really nice, but just to walk around all the lovely streets and maybe go mm. to like an art gallery and then sit mm. outside in a bar. Aww, that's my favorite thing yeah. to do. Um, and yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. And have some nice food. Yeah. Outside. I really like to sit outside. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. I was going to yeah. say, I think that my favorite thing is like, the culture of like sitting outside on like a plaza and like having a tasty plate of something like yeah, nothing I really big that. but like you just get like three or four like super <laughs> indulgent things yeah. but because it's only like tiny portions you like don't feel bad so that thing of just sitting outside and like really enjoying these good food and Madrid is cool because it has so many of those spots so it's not just like you go to one and like it's the only place that's like that. Like yeah. you can do that everywhere. Yeah. Like you find all the time. new places all the time. Yeah, all the time. Mm. Good. Well, thank you both very much for talking with me today. You're it's welcome. Been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. And now we're going to go out for burgers, right? Yes. Right? Absolutely yes. right. Okay. Now <laughs> I need a burger. All right. So that was Anna and Tyree, and next up we have Quentin and Jordan. Uh, my name is Quentin Casella. I'm from the United States, uh, from New York, and this is my first year doing the program. I found out from my older sister, who actually did the same program last year, and uh, it seemed like a really great program, especially for people that don't exactly know what they're doing with their life. So uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. My name is Jordan Johnson. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, USA. Um, I found out about this program my first semester of graduate school, I had a friend that had already graduated school and he was looking for programs abroad and stumbled across this program. And he was able to make it to Spain before I was, but he loved it and he said, hey, you should, uh, you should really consider coming out when you graduate. So I graduated, I couldn't find a job for a few months after graduation, so the, that really put this plan on ice. But once I was able to get a good job and save up, I bought a ticket. Mm, nice. So, did Jordan, did you ever work with children before you came to do this program? No, I never worked with kids before. Oh, well, the only time I'd ever worked with kids was uh, once one summer as a high school, or I was in high school as a uh, camp counselor, but I really don't even count that, so no. <laughs> and how, so how have you found it? Uh, it's, it's more or less what I thought it was going to be. Um, the kids here behave pretty well, at least at this school. Um, the only thing I didn't know was how I was going to click with kids. Obviously, I don't have any kids of my own, um, so I wasn't quite sure how I would manage them, but I think I do quite fine. It's not my passion, but in fact, I actually really do enjoy working with the kids here. Yeah. Hmm. And Quentin, same for you. Like, you yeah. Have you never worked with kids before you came here? Yeah, uh, same with Jordan. I, you know, This is my first experience working with kids, and I had the same kind of worries as he did. Like how to deal with, you know, kids that would act out in class or if you could just, you know, if you would get along with them or they'd respect you. I mean, all, these are all kind of big questions in a classroom and it's, it's definitely a learning experience. I mean, just coming in the first week and getting thrown into a classroom and not really knowing how to deal with these kids, how to treat them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you kind of have to figure out your place in the classroom along with your place 
alongside a teacher because mm-hmm. you're an assistant so you have to figure out what boundaries there are with that so it's it's definitely a learning experience but I've also enjoyed working with the kids and learned a lot so you were really thrown in the deep end because there was a time right at the beginning of this year when uh, your co-Spanish teacher was <laughs> not in school so you had to be the main teacher yeah that's right like uh, my teacher that I was working with she had a minor car accident, so she was out of school for around, I want to say, like a month and a half or maybe longer. And yeah, for a while there, I was the main teacher of the kids, probably on the third week of classes. So that was pretty interesting, um, learning how to run a classroom by myself. I was never the only teacher in the classroom. There was a <clears throat> Spanish teacher that would come in to, uh, you know, be inside the classroom but I would run the lessons and uh, yeah learning how to control the kids was very difficult because uh, the teacher I was working with was very good at um, you know laying down the law you know the kids would respect her they would listen to her they were you know terrified when she was angry but they also really like liked her when she was nice but uh, learning that balance between you know, disciplining kids or telling them, you know, be quiet and all these things and rewarding them is definitely a difficult balance to find. Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, you've been here for a whole year longer than me and Quinton. So how, how, have you, how did you find that first year? So now you know how the whole first year goes. Like, what was the arc of it? Like, how, was, it, was it easy to get going at the beginning? Like, do you feel like you learned a lot through that year? I did learn a lot, but I feel like the toughest thing when you come in is understanding how to rise to the expectations of the staff and how you have to, as Quentin said, almost uh, change yourself a little bit according to each teacher. In some classrooms, you are more so the main teacher, at least for the time that you're there. In other teachers' classrooms, you're just an assistant. And everyone has their own personalities, and you have to understand that in this classroom, I have to conduct myself this way or I teach in this way, but with the other person in an hour or so, it's completely different. They expect something else from me. That can be tough to understand. Mm. Um, Other than that, I think uh, really the toughest adjustments just can come from Spanish society Mm. itself, not really so much in the school. So tell me more about that then. Like, How did you find settling into Spain? Well, I came with, I'd say fairly basic Spanish. Uh, I took... Spanish when I was a kid back in middle school into high school, but I didn't use it towards the end of high school nor in university. So I didn't really start speaking full sentences in Spanish until I came here again. And that was, it's a learning curve. It's a process learning the language and understanding what's going on. But some of the things that you encounter in Spanish society, at least as an American, the culture is different, at least here in Madrid, uh, or from a person that comes from, I will say the East Coast or Baltimore, uh, the lifestyle here is, is, is it's much slower mm-hmm. and you have to adjust that to, to that and understand that even though you're running through the metro like a madman <laughs> that other people might not exactly get out of your way <laughs> um, also on top of that it's just another culture another way of doing things I remember um, shortly after I opened up a bank account here <clears throat> going into the bank I don't remember what for to do something and I just simply went in and there were other people there and I sat down and I figured I don't know. I don't know how they call you to, to, the, to the teller, but I just sat down. And some old man came in after me and said, uh, el ultimo, 
Yeah, I remember learning this as well. (laughs) I didn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. And then another person came in and did the same thing. And another person came in and I'm like, oh man, I don't know where I am in line right now. And I look like a complete idiot. And I don't even have the language skills to explain that. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's first. like not a physical cue. It's like a, a verbal cue. Definitely. Yeah. You have to Little like things say like that. where you are in the line. Yeah. Little things like that that you won't come here understanding. And you have to take a couple knocks until you understand how things, things go here. Yeah. That can be difficult. And so now you've gone through all that. Do you feel at home here? Um, in some ways, yes, but I think that maybe when it begins to feel like I understand everything here, perhaps for me, it'll lose its appeal. Mm. I think that I like the mysterious side or the challenges of an immigrant (laughs) or, uh, an expat. I I like that. I I just like that every day brings a different challenge, whether it's a language challenge or a cultural one or something like that. In the States, I felt like every day was nearly the same. Mm. I get up, I go to work, I go home and the same things happen for the most part in the same way every day. Yeah. For me, that's really boring. Um, I would prefer to have the, the variety here, even if it brings a little bit of stress sometimes. Mm. Is there anything that you miss that you get homesick about that you want to go back to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I came here with my girlfriend, and I we came right after college, and I had a very close group of friends there. I lived with all my you know best friends. So coming to a new country and, you know, it's, it's hard because you don't have that friend group anymore and it's difficult to meet people in a foreign country. And uh, so I do, yeah, miss having friends and family. But it's also exciting to, you know, get out of your comfort zone and make new friends and meet new people. So I think it's a really important thing to do and I'm, I definitely don't regret doing it. <laughs> Good. I miss the food and the convenience. <laughs> I, miss, I miss hot wings. Man, I, I miss um, those little the little American <laughs> things like that that you you're just not gonna find here. Um, and convenience, I feel like I don't know how it is in the UK, but in America we have like the big box stores or the one stop shops. You can go to Walmart and you can buy your swimming trunks. Oh, yeah. You can get a box of popcorn. Mm-hmm. You can buy whatever you want, whatever the odd things you need, in one place and you go home. Yep. Yeah. In Spain, it doesn't really work that way. You have to go to this place for this one item, then you have to go down the street for another item, and then maybe hop on the metro for the third item. Oh, yeah. It can be a little... <laughs> it's not as convenient as it is in the States, but eh, it's a trade-off. There are other things that I prefer that Spain has that the States doesn't. Yeah. For example? Well, I would say that at least the work culture... Yeah. I, I like that. I like the culture, the work culture here more. Now, I don't know if maybe it's different in other schools or in other professions for that matter, but... For, for what it's worth, for the people that I've met here and the experience that I've had working alongside Spanish people, I find that they're easier to work with normally. Um, another thing that sometimes is, it's a double-edged sword, is, is the time thing. And uh, I feel like maybe in some ways Spanish people or Spanish culture is a little polychronic where people, okay, we say we're going to be here at 3 o'clock. <laughs> you show up at 3.05, you show up at 3.10. No, 3.10, no pasa nada. But, <laughs> I feel like in the States, it's no, it's no, no pasa nada. It's kind of like, yeah. no, we said 305. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be here. So things like that. Yeah. Mm. It, it is hard with the timing. I mean, especially with some schools in Madrid, because 
they have a two-hour break for a siesta, and you would like to be paid for that two-hour break, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> currently using our two-hour break to, yeah. to create this podcast. It's true, so, so you know. Yeah, it has its advantages, yeah, but I do agree. <laughs> and one other thing, the fresh food here. I think that, I don't know if you would agree, Quentin, but it's much easier to find fresh fruits and vegetables, yeah. or even fresh meats, much cheaper than you'll find in the states oh, right. so i feel like i definitely eat much better here uh, and i'm healthier here than yeah. i am in the states yeah and just the the, the food culture <laughs> here too is just fantastic and the social culture here is fantastic i mean you go you go around town and you see so many people especially in the nice weather outside with friends having a beer having tapas and people really put a lot of emphasis on the social culture which i think is really nice and being with friends and family and mm. less time, less effort on work, I'd say, and more time, you know, on more important things. Yeah. Which is nice. And you both have uh, used quite a bit of your time, weekends and such, to go traveling around Europe, right? And, mm. and Morocco as well, for example. Mm. So how, how has that been for you? Where have been your favorite places that are easily accessible from Madrid? Yeah, well, I mean, especially as an American, I mean, it's so hard for us to, you know, explore Europe because we have to, you know, go so far out of our way whereas in England it's very nice yeah. you know you can travel around Europe very easily so it, it's such a great opportunity for me to you know have this home base in Spain and be able to go different places on the weekends and uh, for the most part traveling is pretty cheap especially if you look in advance you can find you know affordable flights and with you know all the Airbnb and hostels and apps like that it becomes very easy mm. So, um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's just such a great way to explore new cultures and the best part about Spain, for sure, or about living here for mm. me. I would agree with Quentin 100%. Uh, for us having to cross the Atlantic Ocean or if you're interested in Asia, having to cross the Pacific, yeah. it really jumps the prices up on the flights. Uh, so that's a big thing to consider. So, yes, I definitely try to take advantage of travel being here in Europe. Uh, as you said, going to Morocco, uh, a few other countries in Europe. I haven't seen as much of Europe as I'd like to see, and we'll see what happens with that in the in the coming year. But that's true. I certainly try to take advantage and also uh, see what's in Spain because although it's a it's a smaller country, there's still a lot to see and yeah. a lot that I, I still have yet to see. Mm, a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. That's actually the one. Like I was so surprised when I came here. Like Spain is incredible. I mean, there's just mm -hmm. so many amazing things in Spain, so many amazing places, and um, yeah, really wide variety of. You know, you go to the south to the beach, then you go up north to the mountains, and everything's yeah. great, you know. It really is beautiful. The yeah. land is, and I really love the weather. I think that's one thing that will be really hard for me if I choose to go back to the oh. States. Yeah. Going back to the snow and <sighs> the rain every two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. You know, here, blue skies almost every day, and the temperatures are nice. Yeah, and you go to a little town in the middle of nowhere in Spain, and there's like a massive palace, and it's just like the most beautiful place you've ever seen in your life, and you're like, what? Like, I don't understand. You go to, the, in the United States, you know, you go to a small town, and it's, it's so depressing. You know? <laughs> you know, it's so there's great. a liquor store. Yeah. It's, it's nice, I guess. Depends what you like, yeah. I suppose. I mean, it's such an old country, so you just find these hidden places, and they're yeah. everywhere, and especially with Spain, because it's so many different... Uh, cultures made this place their home, so you find a lot of difference in architecture and culture, so it's really great. Mm. Well, that's about all we have time for. Is there anything else that you want to add before we close up? 
Um, I guess just that uh, for people that are thinking about coming here, um, I know me and Jordan weren't ever really, it was, teaching was never really our passion, but it, it's such a great learning experience. Even if you don't want to be a teacher in the future, you really learn a lot about, uh, you know, dealing with kids and, you know, becoming a, like putting yourself in a new place where you weren't, uh, you know, necessarily comfortable. So, and also dealing with people. I mean, you're dealing with these teachers in a classroom and you really have to adapt and figure out how to do your best work. So I, I think it was a really great experience in the long run. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think things to keep in mind is definitely if you're interested in coming is to keep an open mind and don't expect uh, Spanish people or Spain to be anything like where you come from. I had this idea before I came that, well, Spain is Western Europe, so well, it must be pretty similar to America. Not exactly. It really doesn't have much in common with America at all. Um, <laughs> besides, people wear pants. But, <laughs> but it's, the it's, only it's very, similarity. It's very, 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 yeah, very different. And just keep that in mind and don't get upset when you find that things don't always meet your expectations here. It's better that you go into it with no expectations and try to make the most of the opportunity, learn the language, learn the experience, well, have the experiences. And you'll be able to feel proud of yourself at the end of it, that you went to another country and you were able to actually live, get an apartment, set up a bank account, be a real person, yeah. and you survived. <laughs> Very yeah. good advice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's totally humbling experience. You really learn what it is to be an immigrant, too. Yeah. To, you know, just get an apartment, yeah. to, like what Jordan said, go to the bank. I mean, these simple things are just made so much more difficult because you're not... You don't know the language. You don't know the way that they do things. Business here is so different, so different from the States, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah, it really, you know, changes your perspective on people and what they have to go through to move to a new country. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Great. Well, thank you very much for giving me some of your lunch break, guys. Of I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> You're welcome. Right, that's us. Thank you for listening, and we will be back in the next few weeks with interviews with a lot of different people uh, talking about their perspectives on teaching and life in Madrid. And Rose will give you the details if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Pain in the Class. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. And goodbye.